Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And Charlie Castex is back here with us on the high road. And welcome back, Charlie. Thanks, Nancy. It's great to be here. It's great to have you back. And if you guys don't know who Charlie is now, he's done a few other shows with me. So if you guys really like this one, you can check and and see what else we've got, what the other shows that we've done together. But Charlie is an acclaimed psychic and he's a spiritual guide. He's uh, been spotlighted by the New York Times, the HuffPost, ABC and NBC News. Since 1995, Charlie has guided tens of thousands across six continents, pairing his intuitive gifts with his passion for empowering others to realize their spiritual potential. Now, Charlie resides in Asheville, North Carolina with his lovely wife, Catherine, his dream drum set and several gorgeous guitars. I love that. You're gonna have to show us some of your stuff on these times, Charlie. You know, I'm glad you're here. There's a lot going on in humanity. Um, I asked you what you wanted to talk about today. And you said one of the main things you want to talk about, which I think is important, um, is how do you recommend dealing with the monkey mind when you're trying to meditate? Because we get a lot of people that say, oh, I, I sit down and I just, it's my head goes crazy and I think about everything else and the noises and talk about this for people who are having difficulty. Yeah. Sure, sure. It, uh, it's a really good one. You know, speaking to balance, you mentioned we might talk about balance a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and walking in balance. I find that most people, especially, um, these days in the modern world, it's like everybody's very top heavy. There's there's an excessive amount of cerebral activity, but it tends to be incoherent thought. So there's a lot of busy brain and basically high beta brainwave states and really fast brainwaves. So part of how we can reduce the monkey mind quotient is, for instance, working with breath and slowing the brainwaves down, having elongated breaths or which is to say just longer exhales in. Can we in, do one? Do you want to do one? Do one. Show sure. us. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. On. So, you, so we'll do an inhalation through the nose, count of four. Okay. And then we're going to hold that breath to the count of seven. Okay. And we're going to exhale through the mouth to the count of eight. All right. So I can't do the t- while we do it, but you can count it in your mind. So it's four of the inhalation. Okay. And then seven to hold. and then eight on the exhale. We'll do another one. So if we were to do a series of those, like a couple of minutes, you would start in training your brainwave to go into a lower beta brainwave state Mm -hmm. and possibly alpha state, which is that relaxation state. And that, that goes a long way to in training us for meditation. Um, it's a way to physiologically get dialed down and to yeah, I'm pretty calmer. <laughs> Are you feeling better? Yeah, right, right on. See, we, we probably could have done you know three. Usually, it's good to do a set of three or a set of six. Do a few minutes of it, mm-hmm. but you 
basically we just want to train our nervous system to relax the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight aspect to it. The other flip side is the parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest system. Right. So that's, that's basically what we need. I love it. Well, it's true. You know, once you slow down and do the breaths, I always do, um, I guess everybody has their own little way of doing it. I do three sets of seven. And then that seems three sets of seven. Yeah, that works calms. great. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody said that at one point, you know, I'm such a type A, there's a lot of type A people out there, you know, at first, a lot of us have to have guided meditation, because we just can't do it. But then it takes time, you know, I think over time, you know, you get more and more in tune. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. long, those, if you extend the out breath, like you can extend the ex- exhalation from say eight seconds to 10 seconds, if that right. doesn't seem too long for you, especially right. as you get used to it. And that really tends to dial down the system. And it's a really good one to help you get to sleep too. So that's one way to entrain and kind of, um, excuse me, get it in place that we're trying to drop out of the head and into the heart. And the other aspect too that um, I think is a really good takeaway for people is is don't be in resistance to it because as soon as you're in opposition of oh my god there's thought and that thought, you know we start like it's like trying Panic. to sw- swat a fly or something yeah, yeah exactly and as soon as you get uh, opposed and bugged and freaked out then that's just going to create more thoughts so what you can do is more of that typical mindfulness zen type training where you notice the thought but then you just redirect your awareness back to internalizing focus Mm -hmm. and it's good to have some sort of focal point for that like say your breath right you know focusing on feeling feeling because there's an interesting thing that happens when we get really centered on sensing we stop analyzing Mm-hmm. That's really an interesting aspect to meditation and quieting. If you really sense the energy within yourself or even around your body, um, and to really sense it, really feel it, just sort of like a blind person entering a room trying to get oriented, mm-hmm. you're, you would analytically disconnect. That's and interesting. Be Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. You know, and I've always found now that I've done it for so long that, and I don't meditate for a long period of time. I just want to say that it's really, I don't feel it's necessary. You can tell the audience what you think, but now I kind of get into that, um, I don't know, that relaxed state and then immediately get a message, which Great. is, yeah, wow. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, but talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Sure, in terms of being able to kind of drop right into that zone? Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got the right idea. I don't think it's about the quantity of time. It's more about the quality of quieting or meditation. I like to use those terms interchangeably. Mm -hmm. The term meditation carries a lot of freight, and it's subject to a lot of interpretation. It means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. But it's it's an absolute fact that if you keep in training yourself to sit for a consistent space Mm -hmm. at a consistent time, even if it's five minutes, even if it's five to 15 minutes, yeah, then your body, your nervous system is kind of preconditioned. So you're sort of pre-checking your flight if you're consistent. And consistency is really the key. It's sort of like the key with diet. It's the key with, say, learning an instrument. Somebody says, well, I practiced piano for eight hours you know, once a year, you know, <laughs> like, well, okay, they'll be really good that day. So, <laughs> yeah, meditation takes um, just to really showing up, you know, it's like Woody yeah. Allen said was success, um, you know, 60% of it 
or at least 50% of it is just showing up. And it's the same way with showing up for ourselves. Yeah. You know, you also, um, one of the things that you had mentioned you want to talk about was how can people relinquish resistance um, to their spiritual process? And I wanted you to talk about that because it goes hand in hand with meditation. For me, anyway, I connect with God. My whole deal is to get people to connect with, you can call it God, you can call it divine, you can say source, I don't, it doesn't matter what you say, but it's connecting with that creator, our our creator's energy, in order to bring that energy into our own vessel to our own soul to keep ourselves, you know, balanced in in that. So, I mean, talk about that a little bit, Charlie. Yeah, that's great. Um, I love what you said, too. I mean, that's a that's a great goal to have, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, so uh, you're creating an atmosphere and you're creating an environment for divinity and and receptivity. So, mm-hmm. sure. Speaking of resistance to the spiritual process, first of all, it's sort of like the monkey mind. Just know that that's natural. I think time we enter into the unknown and have an uncommon or unexpected experience, uh, it's novel, and people tend to be a little bit a little bit or skittish unknown so resistance is typical it's ordinary you're not doing it wrong to feel some resistance about sitting down to quiet or to open up to spirit now resistance i think of as a state of inertia it's like a, a psychic state of inertia where we're neither receiving nor releasing so we're really kind of between the wheels we're not really magnetic and we're not dynamic. We're not receiving and we're not acting. Is this so, one where it's just like, are we, are you talking about balance at that point? Well, no, not, not so much balance. Resistance is sort of like, in a sense, you're, you're in a, in a static state. And that's what I mean by inertia. Like you're, you're neither um, activating some opportunity or potential or, <clears throat> or releasing, you know, something you just thought about or something from the past. Just this, this kind of um, suspension neutral. state. Neutral. Yeah, neutral. Exactly. A state okay. of neutrality. Okay. State okay. Of suspension. All yeah. right. Yeah. So that's important to know that, like, okay, that's what it is, just defining our terms. It's like being, being neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So if resistance is not releasing or receiving, and it's just this psychic inertia, what can we do? Okay. Well, what we can do is we can reframe the whole situation. And this is really kind of, it's just, it's deceptively powerful because it's really simple but super powerful. And that is we can reframe our whole spirit process from a lens of obligation and responsibility to a lens of opportunity and potential. Okay, so what that means is instead of not to do this, it do this. And especially with your inner life, it's like, okay, I, I get to do meditation. I have 15 minutes to turn within. Yeah. Change yeah. the way you look at it. Yeah. It, totally different feelings. Just like, okay, yeah. imagine if you said to yourself, well, you know, I get to go to the pool with my kids instead of I've got to take them to the pool and mm-hmm. watch them and take care mm-hmm. of all the responsibility involved. But if you have the attitude of being willing and the willingness is part of the reason that's part of the magnetic state of being, it, which is feminine energy, mm-hmm. then you'll find resistance is very self-regulating. It's like it tends to just diminish or disappear. If you can relax, first of all, you understand there's resistance. And secondly, you're reframing it to, okay, well, it's not like I'm trying to produce an outcome. 
I just looking at this as an opportunity to evolve or an opportunity to center myself in and create more balance and more homeostasis between my, mind, body, and spirit. Right. No, I think that's awesome. Hey, we're going to use this for the podcast today. So we're going to go to commercial break. But you guys here, I'm here today with Charlie Castex. And we're talking about meditation. We're talking about how to connect with the divine. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and I have some very exciting news to share with you. High Road to Humanity can now be found on Apple TV and Roku. I've signed on with Healing Within TV, and this is where you'll find my channel, High Road to Humanity. This platform offers live interaction, so you'll be able to ask questions and call in when we go live. I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show all these years, and I will see you on the high road. God bless. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and I'm back here with Charlie Castics today, and we're talking about compassion. And my big question to Charlie was, you know, you know, how do we have more compassion for ourselves and how did we kind of lose that, you know, compassion? It seems like, I don't know, you know, I have compassion for other people, but I I will say that a lot of times I'm more compassionate. I am more compassionate to them than I am to myself. And then I, well, I think, well, why is that? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, talk about this. Yeah, sure. Sure. I think it's a bit of human nature. I think it's a bit of, natural human nature that we tend to be hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that there's an aspect of when we're living more kind of on the surface psychology, then you could think of it as, well, you know, to, to the ego, we tend to be our idea of ourselves. That's what we tend mm-hmm. to call ourselves, like Nancy and Charlie. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there's much more to who we are as people than our personalities or our doings or not doings, our actions or non-actions. So when we get a little deeper into the interior of our being, into the interior of our being, then we sense that miracle, we sense that grandeur, we sense bliss, we sense fulfillment. And from that place, it's natural to feel a lot more compassion. I think if we're just on the top um, surface layer of our minds, then yeah, it tends to be high because the intellect is a discerning instrument. It's always a cutting instrument. It always wants to divide things, whereas the soul and the heart is all about unicity. Right. And yeah, so so we need to go a little deeper into the interior. It's like you kind of get the milk of the coconut way past the tough rind. Right. So as we get to know ourselves more on the inside is what you're saying, then we start to have more compassion for ourselves. I think it's a natural effect it's Mm -hmm. a natural effect of knowing 
who we are as beings and that we're more than our story. We're more than our narrative. Yeah, we are these yep. souls. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. You know, and I, that's the goal, I think, I, or I hope, I'm sure we'll get there to where we see each other as souls. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, for the inside, Absolutely. not for the outside. It's very Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting that we're down here. We're learning all these lessons and stuff. And we're trying to get yeah. to that point where <laughs> where we Definitely. can see ourselves, you know, for the inside and not for the outside. Because yeah. there's a lot of people, you know, have you ever met someone and just thought, wow, what a beautiful soul. And maybe they weren't the prettiest person in the world, but they were just beautiful because of who they were. And that's where I think, well, I know humanity has to get to where, you know, we look past, you know, we hear so much about color and race and all this crazy stuff. It's really just about what's inside, you mm -hmm. know. I totally yeah. agree. I know the, um, for instance, I was fortunate enough to spend a 10 years of apprenticeship with Native American spiritual teachers. Um, and uh, four years with a medicine man and six years with a with a spiritual leader, mm -hmm. a holy man, a Lakota holy man actually. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the neat things I learned, Nancy, from that experience is that for indigenous elders and especially in in the spiritual realm of uh, indigenous perception and uh, experience, they they look right past it's like it's typical for them to look right past the skin color and your eye yeah. color and your body language and all of that um and to really look directly into the presence that you are as a being right right and it's, exactly it's, it's profound it's powerful right they say the yeah. eyes are the window to the soul right, right. all right, right we're gonna we're gonna go to commercial break because we're doing the podcast today i'm here today with charlie castex this is high road to humanity and we'll be right back hang on we have more stories to tell on high road to humanity check out nancy's website nancyyearout.com to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road Help me, TogiNet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at TogiNet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Let's hit the high road. 
Hi, this is Nancy Urot. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm back here today with Charlie Castex. We're having a great conversation just about life and, and, you know, how we connect and how we, you know, can become more compassionate um, souls. You know, there's so much going on in the world right now, Charlie. You see everything. I was talking to you before the show and said, you know, I keep an eye on what's happening in the world but I don't necessarily glue myself to the TV um, as an empath and on top of it all, that right. energy right. really does affect me. It affects everybody because sure. we all have that, you know, but um, you know, there's so much going on. Like I went today to get groceries and I said to the girl, I said, Oh, you know, what's going on with the shelves? You know, some of the shelves are bare. And she says, well, they've cut down on how many trucks can come in because of the gas prices. Mm, right. And I was like, wow, that really hit me. I was like, okay, so the reason that the food is not on the shelves is because gas is so high and they've cut down the trucks. I didn't think something like that would happen. You know, it's just these little things that are going on in our world today. And, you know, here I am just going to get stuff to eat, not even, and then all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Talk about some of this stuff. You know, we, we, try to not let this stuff affect us but it's happening it does Mm. sure sure Mm -hmm. yeah what happens around us uh definitely impacts and affects us but there's an interesting aspect with this for those of us that are in the spiritual path is you can look at it like well okay i can't control obviously everything that's happening around me Mm -hmm. but your point of agency and especially in these three dimensions how you think how you feel and how you act is a hundred percent your call and that's where you have exclusive domain um, in terms of how you respond to all of that and we can respond with not only non-reactivity but presence and awareness and consciousness and intelligence instead of reactivity or knee-jerk reactive fear Mm -hmm. and i think that's really important Mm -hmm. so yeah, instead of, oh, my God, what are we going to do when there's, you know, you just kind of go with it, you know, and I think that's part of being balanced and part of connecting. Actually, I will say for sure it is because I know personally, the more I've connected when things go on, I just kind of stay, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, you're aware of it, you know, what's going on, but you're not going to be the knee jerk reaction is gone. That's, right, right. that's what really goes when you connect, isn't it? It does. And I think it allows this this other miracle to emerge, which is then with that energy that hasn't been siphoned out of your electromagnetic field, when people hear their their electromagnetic field contracts, and they actually dissipate energy. So if you're expanding in a state of love, a state of presence, a state of openness, then this other miracle of opportunity emerges, which is then you can consider, okay, but how can I contribute? How can I help? And I think that the presence of, well, for instance, making the choice that you're centered into expansion and you're centered into wisdom, you're centered into evolving and you're very focused on contributing to humanity and to the planet, well, then that decision, it's 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 your compass that always guides you towards true north and you're less likely to be susceptible to defaulting to fear because you'll think okay here's this challenge and of course it's there but mm-hmm. how can i contribute and believe me one less 
fearful, freaked out person, which is to say, if you're, if you're not that, then what are you? You're at least content or hopefully joyous and hopefully right. expansive. Then yeah. you're actually helping the collective in ways that you could never even imagine, really. No, it's true. Yeah, because, you know, there are a lot of different people that come on my show. And we were just talking about this the other day. I had an interview. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, they're waiting for, you know, things to change. And some people say, oh, there's a second earth. And the people who don't get it go over there. Listen. Right, and then right, some right. people say, well, some people say there's uh, dual timelines and they go uh -huh. over here. Uh huh. And then they have to wait 20,000 years to come back. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. But you know what? I really believe in, in my guest on my last show. He was like, yeah, you're right. Um, what I believe is what we're talking about today is that as our love expands and as our energy expands and our love and our compassion and our lights get brighter then those people, it's like the monkey effect. Like you talk about, they will be brought along with us. Even if they haven't gotten there yet, that energy will bring them. So I don't Absolutely. think they're, I don't think people are going to go anywhere and I don't think there's still timelines. I think it's enough people. This is my opinion. I want to know what you think. I think enough people are going to elevate their vibration into the love vibration and compassion vibration that we will bring the others. What do you think? Right, right. Uh, well, I, I do agree that there's like a critical mass in terms of this awakening of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And we, it goes by different names and different descriptions. But right. absolutely, I think that there's a leading edge of humanity that's looking at it like, okay, as the systems tend to unravel, as there's a kind of quantum mm -hmm. unspiraling, if you will, well, there has to be a new spiraling in. And what it is, is the greater consciousness, and the consciousness is one of connection, and, separ and, and, and it's the antidote to separation, is seeing the connection. You know, in other words, speaking of that, what we were just talking about, which is such a great conversation, um, people are tending to see a lot of division and a lot of separation. Um, and we tend to just, in whatever reason, um, behavioral science, I'm sure, has an answer for that, but we tend to see the differences in people. But I think as we awaken in our consciousness, we were attracted to identifying the similarities and right. the parallels that we have. So um, <clears throat> that's really the beautiful aspect here is, is there is like a, a kind of undertow and it's true like um, to mix metaphors a little bit, but you know, it's the, as the tide, the, the rising tide lifts all ships. Mm -hmm. And that's what's definitely happening for us. But see, it has a lot to do with willingness because some of us want to sleepwalk through life and others really don't want to sleepwalk through life. They want to thrive and they want to contribute. And so um, I think it's just a great invitation to demonstrate consciousness and demonstrate patience, for instance, and demonstrate a higher understanding uh, relationally between people at a time where patience and understanding may be at a premium or at a minimum. Right. Maybe so they see our, that our opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. This maybe they see it and want to mimic it is what you're saying. So we lead by example. We lead by absolutely. example. I didn't yeah, mean to absolutely. interrupt you, but yeah, that's what sure. you're, that's yes. what you're saying. So as people yeah. see us happy and joyful and evolved and not fearful and not sick, but healthy and balanced, then they're right. like, well, wait a minute. Why is she happy and joyful and balanced? Why is he so happy and joyful and balanced? I want to be like that too. That's right. what you're saying. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, the neat thing is that's what we all want, you know? Right. And, and so it's like, you'll see, like you said, somebody will notice your joy and your balance and, mm-hmm. and your love of life. And they'll, they'll be intrigued because they can't help but be magnetically drawn. So there is sorrow in the world. And I think it's like Joseph Campbell said, well, what we can be joyful amidst the suffering of the world. I mean, what, what greater testament or expression of our humanity and, and, our, and our essential grace that we've been given to, to be alive, but to not, you know, to not uh, fight fire with fire, but to rise above it, mm-hmm. which is to say to have a higher choice than, well, <clears throat> let's just think of it in an evolutionary Let's sense. just stay on the high road. <laughs> let's stay on the high road, which means evolutionarily. If, if I'm sorry, that, I had to say that. Totally. No, please. I'm glad you did because that's it. It's the high road. It it's really high is. Road's going from the hind brain, from the reptilian brain to the neocortex. which is that executive center. So that's considered like really the flower of our brain where all the great aspects of consciousness um, exist, the creativity and all of that. The reptilian brain, which we all have, it's much more rudimentary, you know? So we can live by fight or flight. We can live by our appetites. We can live from an us and them mentality, or we can live with a spirit of unicity. And at least... We can follow that prime directive to perceive our connection and perceive our preciousness, which I think is hand in glove with with compassion or developing a compassion reflex, both for yourself and other people, is you have to start perceiving your own preciousness. Yeah, let's talk about that when we come back from commercial break, because I'm... I feel that way too. I feel like uh, people don't realize we don't value our life. We don't value being here in these human bodies. We don't give our life enough value. A lot of killings going on, a lot of murders, just no value for life. Like, you know, you're gone. That's it. No big deal. Anyway, I hate to end it on that note, but this is Nancy Earl. This is Hyro to Humanity. I'm here today with Charlie Castex, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. 
and may the energy of the universe bless you. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm back here with Charlie Castex. I'm giving him a big subject, he says, to talk about. But, you know, there's been so much unrest in the world. There's been so many people uh, who have been... Um, murdered. You hear about so many killings all the time. It's almost like people just feel like they can do whatever they want and there's no percussions. And that's not the way the universe is set up. Whether you say, whether you believe in God, a higher power, uh, that's not how this works. Talk about Charlie, what's happening here. I know you don't have all the answers, but this is reality. This is what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, well, <clears throat> there tends to be kind of a destabilization for people across the board, you know, when, in the sense of um, when, when you're living by stress hormones and you're living in, in a chronic state of stress, um, it tends to create a lot of dissonance in our brains and bodies, and that's obvious. And, you know, even the, um, the author of that classic book, Dune, Frank Herbert, Mm -hmm. or Herbert, yeah. He wrote uh, a famous quote uh, attributed to, to that is that fear is a killer. And I think that's really true because when we start to live from states of fear, states of heightened aggression, this is again back to not to blame it on the, um, on the hindbrain of humanity, but, but that, you know, really kind of um, where the atavism or bar barbaric nature comes from or barbaric activity comes from. Mm -hmm. Essentially, we can say that there's kind of a loss of consciousness, but mainly what the world really needs is consciousness. Yeah. And uh, that's what's missing. People have become very, again, I can't speak to, you know, that's a lot of cases, and I'm sure they vary. But one thing's for sure, we all need to be more conscious of how precious our human experience is, mm -hmm. how precious our planet is. Mm -hmm. And to be informed or aware of that uh, is, is super important. Um, 
you know, it's it, we're at a point of time where there's a, a tremendous amount of change, and the the changes are accelerating on every level. Mm-hmm. And um, if people retreat into fear, uh, retreat into a state of separation and reactivity, then it it never has. But I've also seen that there's never been a negative result from a release of positive energy. Right. So that counter to it, you know, it's like um, <clears throat> if 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 people are losing control, then again, like as to what we're talking about, then we have an opportunity to contribute here. And I really believe, and and I don't even have to believe because I experience it that. If you can demonstrate that which you're wanting to experience in the world, it it has a profound cascading effect into all aspects of society. Right, right. Well, and I get up in the morning and I say, I send love and light to the world. I send love and light to myself. I send love and light to God. That's just something I do. And really, it is what you're saying. And it's true. You know, it's hard to watch, but it is fear versus love. This is what this is. We have to get to a point where we love each other and we love ourselves enough and we love each other enough that we would never harm each other. Right, right. You know? Yeah, essentially that's, but it's also, um, as Einstein said, we can't solve the problems we've created on the level of consciousness that created them. You know, so speaking of the high road to humanity, we we have to elevate our perspective and see beyond for instance, um, the madness of, well, madness, <laughs> and 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 to ha- and to understand that there, there's not just an aspect of physical health. Um, obviously, health is becoming more and more of a, uh, uh, an increasingly commodity, powerful commodity, and um, our mental health is something that, it, it, in other words, championing our mental health is not a passive process. It's a participatory process. I think mm-hmm. we have to want to be sane. We have to want to, you know, be healthy. Um, and we have to want to thrive and prosper. Right. So, well, and I'm just going to say, I believe that because our society has lost its connection with the divine, with source, with God, I call him God, that that's where a lot of this comes in because we're, they're so disconnected. People are so disconnected, you know, and, and it's not about, just so y'all know, it's not about going to church. It's about sitting here and connecting with a higher vibration, which is a love vibration that can fulfill you so that you don't be fearful and you feel love. Hmm. Right, right. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's our, our actual organic nature is loving. I mean, if you look at a child, they come in, all of us, every person that starts as a little entity, as a little being. Mm-hmm. Well, we start with a prime directive, and that is to play. Yes. Nobody needs to be taught how to play. And we also don't have to be taught how to smile or how to laugh. Right. And it's interesting how every other aspect seems to have even learning how to use the, the toilet or how to eat or how to tie our shoes or how to ABCs. Everything needs to be taught, but how to smile, mm-hmm. how to laugh, and how to play. So those aspects are, are germane. They're just central. They're just or, organically factory installed in us. 
So if we were to focus more on those kind of values or the aspect yeah. of enjoying existence, being childlike. Yeah. Yeah. Being childlike. I like that. I got that card today when I did my cards. It said to oh, yeah? be more okay. be more childlike. And it's true, you know, we get we get I'm so glad you said that, Charlie, because it's absolutely <laughs> the truth. We get so focused on our business and what we have to do. And we forget to just stop and have fun and be like a kid, you know. Um, yeah, you right, know, right. and as kids, yeah. we weren't afraid. Remember when you were a kid, you weren't afraid of anything. Even when you're like 15, 16, you weren't afraid of nothing. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do. Yeah, I do we yeah. have to get like that again to where we're just, yeah. you know, um, and I say this, you know, for everybody. Um, I love that you said that be childlike again. Great. Yeah, to, exactly. Because the thing is, the, the the spirit doesn't really have an age. Maybe, you know, we have a chronological age and a psychological age. But if you observe sociologically, for that matter, like whether you're um, 13 or you're 93, if you ask the same person through that whole continuum how they felt about themselves, it's just going to be this kind of sliding, sh um, like a slideshow sort of, you know, uh -huh. of, of images where they have a, they had a perception of who they were at the time seeing their body change and their circumstances change and their situation change and their values change and their understanding change. But one thing they won't see changes if you ask even again, people that are well into their elderhood, it's like, no, I have this essential sense of myself. And you, if you ask that elder, it's like, well, how, you know, do you feel old? They'll say, well, you know, a lot of times I kind of look in the mirror and I'm surprised. You'll see this all the time if you ask people that are further down the road. They'll say like, well, who is this person that I'm looking at? Because they have the sense of themselves. Oh, I'm losing Charlie again. Guess we have a bad internet connection today, you guys. Are you there? Okay. I am here, yeah. That's such a good story too. It's true, you know. Even now I look in the mirror and I think, wait a minute. <laughs> Because I see myself younger. I feel sure. younger. You know, it's funny, sure. you know, uh, until you start to kind of, you know, um, your body tells you and more than anything, I really try to stay in shape. But there's a lot of times where I think, well, why don't I have more energy? I should have more energy. But then I realize I'm a little older and maybe that's why I don't have as much energy as I used to. But I forget. Mm. Well, it's good to forget in a sense, you know, to, to have to have this boundless consciousness because, yeah, I think it's a matter of what we're really identified with. It's really yeah. nice, speaking of our, our spiritual process, uh, I believe a very deep aspect to evolving and growing in our power is recognizing that I have a body, but I am not the body. And I have right. a mind, but I'm not the mind. So when I work with people therapeutically, where, where spirituality and mental health meet, I usually start with that understanding of like, look, you're not your thoughts and feelings. You have thoughts and feelings, but your thoughts and feelings are not who you are. They're how you are, which is to say that, you know, the, the, mood, ring, the mood ring keeps constantly changing. Those feelings keep constantly changing, but they're not the mood ring. You're not the mood ring. Right. You know, I love so, that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for telling us that. Hey, how do people get in contact with you? We got to get out here in a minute. Sure, it's easy and my pleasure. Charliecastex.com is the easiest way, our, our website. Awesome. Awesome. Maybe. I'm really glad Thanks. you came on the show today. We have so much, Beautiful. we have a great conversation. Um, it's just, yeah, you know, thank you because great. we do need to be more childlike. 
So um, thanks for coming on. Uh, hey, you guys. Pleasure. Thank you. Okay. If you guys want an angel reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com, and you can book your date and time. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. This is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Everybody take care and God bless. Please join me next week on the High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. You can find High Road to Humanity on Apple TV and on Roku under Healing Within TV. Have a blessed week and know by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. For a psychic empath reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com to book your date and time with me. I will deliver your message from the angels. God bless.